You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Very excited to be back. Oh, my God. Look, we have a familiar face here on screen. Russell. Russell is our data analytics here at Vendo. He leads the department in terms of really understanding data. And today, the topic happens to be how to win in 2022 with data. So, Russell, do you want to give yourself a little bit of a brief intro? Yeah. So, like Vinny said, my name's Russell. Uh, I run an analytics department here at Vendo. So, basically, I am in contact with everything, right? I support the account managers. I support, I support inventory. So, I do get a very high-level view of our accounts. So, when it comes to planning for 2022, um, both Vinny and I are very connected with all of our brands. So, it gives us a really good sense of what kind of pitfalls, what things are important when we're looking at trying to be successful in 2022 when you're forecasting for a new year. Um, so yeah, that's what we really want to discuss today, um, figure out what's going to drive your brand. Awesome. Thanks, Russell. A little bit of background on who I am. My name is Vinny. I am the Director of Account Strategies here at Vendo. We do carry a large book of business across different categories. So uh, as Russell knows, we love to dive into the data and identify signals, right? Um, in terms of how to how to understand those signals, how to better integrate those signals coming from an algorithm so that we can be way more successful on the platform. So very excited to be on today. It's been a while. Russell and I haven't, haven't uh, done a podcast for quite a few months. So excited to be on together again and really deep diving into the conversation today. So I'm going to share my screen. Uh, we did put a little deck together so that it's easy for, for you to follow us. Um, in terms of how the discussion will go today. So topic of conversation is going to be data signals in 2022 for growth presented by Vendo. Um, agenda, developing a forecast, followed by impression data, pricing strategy, subscribe and save. Again, these are just high level callouts. It's not really the entire pie, but we know that these are elements that help us be successful from a very high level perspective. If there's other data signals that we missed during this call, we'll definitely outline them and have a second conversation. But for starters, I think this is a good starting point. Developing a forecast. So the importance of 2022. I, in fact, I sat on a podcast not so long ago and, and the, the highlight or the conversation topic there was, you know, what's really the, the baseline uh, sort of like ideal planning to get started and, and be really successful within the marketplace. As we know, Amazon, keeps changing, categories within Amazon also keep changing, demand within Amazon keeps changing. So the very first thing that we do at Vando is, is really plan against and, and put all, all of our learnings, understanding year to date, month to date, month over month, uh, weekly performance, and also, uh, and putting that against, very simple, right? Against a spreadsheet, month over month growth, and then really de developing a science because it is a science that goes behind are, you know, how can we get your brand to really grow in 2022? And there's a lot of signals that we capture. Um, I think the importance of a forecast is that it has to be dynamic. It has to be dynamic in order for it to, to really hold strong between seasonality. If your product is heavy in seasonality, it has to be dynamic enough to understand when it's gonna be, when it's gonna have its peaks, when it's not gonna have its peaks, and when it's gonna have its low demand periods, et cetera. Um, and also backing on the forecast, what we do here at Vendor is also to develop a unit demand 
and really understanding what are the main drivers to hit that forecast. Um, what are your thoughts on forecasts just in general, Russell? Yeah, so as far as forecast is concerned, I think experience and understanding history is really important, right? A forecast doesn't really happen in a vacuum. You're not just forecasting, for example, 15% growth month over month. It's about understanding your own catalog, understanding your own brand, and then understanding the market, right? There are, especially in the past few years, there are a lot of factors that have driven trends that happen throughout the, the entire market, the entire Amazon marketplace, uh, not just for your own category. So it's about being able to combine all those experiences and all those learnings and coming up with a forecast that's realistic, right? For example, understanding your own uh, catalog as far as inventory is concerned. Have you had inventory problems uh, in Q4? A lot of brands have had that issue because Amazon is tightening up inventory limitations. So is your forecast going to be able to, you know, be fulfilled by the inventory that's available to you? That's going to be a huge part of it. Um, understanding that, you know, sometimes the market might have depressed. That, that's certainly something, you know, for most brands, of course, we want to see growth in sales month over month, year over year. But is that a realistic target? Is, is something like that doable? You know, are we able to support um, versus, you know, just coming up with a number that might not necessarily be doable you know, at the end of the year. So a lot of it is just about understanding you know, what, is, what are the driving factors there. And then once you have that, you can start figuring out what can we do to mitigate those factors that might limit your growth throughout the year. So maybe first few months of the year, you're forecasting a lower number knowing that you're figuring out all these issues, but then you're able to hit a better forecast number towards the end of the year. So a lot of it is just being able to plan come up with a realistic forecast, but then also a lot of times what we do is we build out a stretch forecast saying that, okay, if we're able to mitigate all of these issues, what is that most positive outlook that we think we can shoot for? So, you know, those factors I think are what we take into account when we do something like this. hundred percent. I think you touched on a lot of points. I think another important thing to bake into your forecast is gonna be product launches. Um, those are good ways of incrementing your revenue. Um, we know that if there's certain, let's say, a variation that works well, maybe launching a, a new color variation for that same product helps with incremental revenue. It provides the consumer an option in terms of how to convert. Maybe they don't like the color, but yet they see the different variations that you have to showcase and you can drive that conversion there. So uh, just an example of, of things that could affect the forecast, obviously seasonality, um, and then you have event-based, um, uh, events that happen on Amazon, right? Prime Day, we, you got to plan for that. That's usually, um, you know, that ha usually happens in June. Last year it happened in June. Obviously we had in 2020, it happened in October, I think. So I believe that the cadence uh, moving forward, June seems to be the cadence that's happened in the past that happened last year. So plan for that, um, as well as ho obviously holiday and Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But as we're beginning the year, just start, you know, making sure that you're setting that baseline that you're hitting, right? It's important for you to hit that monthly baseline. If you hit that monthly baseline, then you know you can do more. And you start really looking at the data to figure out what other uh, improvements you can do either on your listing or perhaps on your budget. Maybe there's an opportunity to go higher on spend. Awesome. So next, let's dive into impression data. I know that Amazon gives us a lot of uh, this sort of reports on Seller Central, Vendor Central. We see brand analytics, a lot of good stuff on there. 
what's your thought in terms of impression data and how do you evaluate it, Russell? Yeah, so as far as impression data is concerned, it gives you an idea of, as we've mentioned, trends year over year, month over month, right? Understanding which are seasons that you might have more demand. And that all goes into like how you're also structuring things like budget, how you're structuring your sales events, you know, understanding that you're trying to take advantage of times where your cost is lowest, but your you know, conversion share and your conversion rates are highest, making sure that you're getting that market share when it's the best time for you to do. For example, some brands, you're, you're gonna see depressions, for example, in Q4, where traffic is lower. During those times, like brands that are spending really heavily, they're competing for a, you know, a lower amount of market, you know, market demand with other brands. So that might not be the best time for you to do it. So impression data really informs, you know, not just what your sales trends are going to look like, but also what is your strategy to take advantage of those trends throughout the year. So, you know, impression really tells a story and it goes in, it basically goes into all the other uh, factors that we plan for inventory, uh, budgeting, marketing, all those things come from impression data. Perfect. What are your thoughts on just looking at historical data? Yeah, so looking at historical data, well, the one thing that we always look for right away is, you know, obviously you want to go back as far as you can just to capture all that impression data. And, and if you're able to understand the year over year growth for your product category, right? Understanding, you know, is the growth that I'm forecasting for my brand this year, is it on trend compared to the rest of the category? You know, if the category is growing 15% year over year, am I able to do more than that? Or do you expect to do less than that? So just understanding that and then matching up with what your own sales, sales goals and what your own sales forecast is, um, it just makes it a lot more realistic. And you can also back it up a little better, you know, when you're being questioned um, by different departments, by different team members, you know, this, how, how can you be sure that you're able to reassure them that the data you're presenting them is accurate. That all goes into impression data and how it really ties in um, with your own forecast. No, that's perfect. That's well said. And impression data, sometimes you got to look at top of foot, right? That's where we get most of our impressions. It's really that brand awareness push on certain campaigns that we develop. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of times for a new item, we're trying to get as much impression data so that we understand what really converts down the funnel, right? And I think that really allows us to then be able to target that converting traffic and having that traffic, if it's, for instance, if it's a product that is heavy on subscribe and save, which we'll talk in a bit, um, I can then get them into that funnel, right? Subscribe and save funnel, that's incremental revenue for me um, or for my business. And just understanding how I can control that, that those impressions, understand that, first of all, understanding the impression data, uh, see how, you know, what what amount of impressions is really coming down the funnel to conversion and then really trying to um, impress your customer that lower tier you're converting you know your lower funnel traffic to ensure that uh, when you have new product launches they're the ones buying your product they're the ones really uh, uh, coming to amazon leaving amazing reviews for your product because obviously you're putting the best product out there and impression data is really a good metric for you to understand how many how you know the visibility the eyeballs that are going behind a product and then down the funnel how much how many impressions does it really take to convert and i think all those different data points are really good for you to gather understand and analyze as you start growing your business 
Now let's dive into pricing strategy. Pricing strategy has been like a really big topic for 2022. I mean, we understand inflation. Um, it's definitely a topic of conversation across all of our brands. And um, it's one of those things that we really got to look at the margin and also the competitive landscape. What's your approach on pricing strategy, Russell? Yeah, so right off the bat, it's understanding what your true margins are, right? Understanding all the different fees, a lot of micro fees that you're going to get from Amazon, and then understanding your own cost of goods, what's the cost of production, what's the cost of shipping, all those things. Once you get to an actual percentage, an actual dollar amount, at the I would say at the unit level is best, but you know certainly you can do it at an account level. So once you have your margins, you can understand all those other you know factors that'll go into your sales, right? Your marketing, your budgeting. You need to understand your margins before you do that because a lot of times there are, there's going to be brands that are going to spend a lot and they see their top line sales numbers at a really high level. And then at the end of the month or at the end of the year, they'll come back and they'll calculate it and say, oh my God, we're actually losing money on each sale. So understanding margins. And then right now, Amazon is increasing some of their fees. So that's something that we've had that conversation with a lot of our clients. So their pricing strategy needs to change now, understanding that their budgeting strategies, all those things are all tied to margins. And, you know, right now we understand that it is a tough, tough subject where um, Amazon is definitely having an influence on a lot of brands on that front. And also a lot of brands are having problems with just their own productions and also getting inventory, shipping costs have gone up. So a lot of factors that are going into that. And lastly, you know, competition, which you can see on that screen there, understanding your competition. So for example, right now, everybody's having these issues as far as pricing. So if you need to adjust your pricing, now might actually be the time when you're seeing your competitors are adjusting their price up, then you know it's better to do it now rather than down the line when everybody has sort of a fixed price and then suddenly you're adjusting it and then your uh, consumer is going to look at the pricing and suddenly you're not comparing as favorably. So understanding when's the right time to really adjust pricing and also understanding whether the pricing you're adjusting to, what is that doing compared to market, right? What's the market average? What's your competitor average? And just figuring out that balance there, which is tough, but it's definitely something that needs to be done in order to win in 2022. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes I think people get overwhelmed or uh, sellers get overwhelmed because Margins is such a big word. How do you break that down, right? At a high level, our recommendation is, is look at MSRP, look at your cost of goods, look at the FBA fees for your category, look at the referral fees, and obviously add, you know, add some ad spend as an average on there. And then you know, do a baseline calculation of your storage fees. And if you like, if you're really familiar with your margins in terms of the cost of of really transporting your goods to Amazon, those fees are, should be also considered, you know, really lay it, lay it out and understand what that means at a product level. I think the more informed you are as far as driving your business, the better and the more successful you'll be. And like Russell said, you don't want to get to a point where you do this margin calculation and you, you're losing money, right? I think uh, it's better to do it earlier, the better, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, or especially when Amazon is doing changes, like for instance, as this recording goes live, it's the 14th of January, 2022. On the 18th, they're making changes across the board, different categories. Look at what those changes are. Amazon allows you and gives you that visibility on Amazon. If you're on Seller Central, go to the help pages, look at the costs, look at the changes in certain categories. Um, there's definitely tiers, tier changing within how you're product, if your product weights a certain amount, um, 
there's a different chain, there's a different price in terms of that pricing tier for that um, certain product type. So again, look at your margins. Don't be afraid to dive into it, just do it because then you'll be able to understand the nature of your business. And competition, you gotta see with the landscape, you gotta study it. You gotta be living the, the you know, your keywords uh, and seeing what services on those keywords because that's really your competitor, your, your competition that you're going against to be matched against. And obviously you wanna be on page one for that keyword. So those competitors, you gotta understand what they're doing on their end because I'm pretty sure they're having the same discussions as what you're thinking now. So that's definitely our recommendation. And to uh, close out the conversation here, Subscribe and Save is just a, one of the many marketing strategies that we push um, a lot of our brands. But we, the reason why we want to highlight this is because we believe that a lot of sellers are not really are not really looking at the strategy of what Subscribe and Save does for your business. Russell, do you want to dive in in terms of strategy and how inventory plays a role? Yeah. So. At the top level, subscribe and save basically gets you a baseline of sales already for each month, right? It's guaranteed sales. And overall, like based off the data we've gotten from Amazon, subscribe and save customers, their average order value is higher. Um, and, and because you know of the items that are usually enrolled in subscribe and save, you're probably going to get better margins on those items. So I would say like overall subscribe and save, especially if you're a consumable item, that is one of the best strategies to really drive um, just because your repeat customer rate is going to be so high when you have a high rate of subscription. And then there are all those other factors that will go into it where you're now not spending that advertising or marketing onto those subscribe and save customers because they're a guaranteed purchase in your funnel. So, you know, it just makes that focus a lot better. It makes you a lot more efficient. So subscribe and save, really important. You know, it has to be an FBA. So inventory management, of course, is a huge part of it. Understanding that you need to make sure that your baseline as far as inventory is always at that level where you're not gonna lose out on subscribe and save customers because that has an impact where you lose a subscribe and save customer. It's a whole nother process to have to drive them back into that funnel. So those customers are the priority, especially if you have, you know, listings where you have a strong amount of sales history there, you know, you want that listing to be, you basically don't have to worry about those listings when you have that high number of subscribe and save customers tied to it. So, you know, it, it just makes your overall uh, strategy more focused when you have subscribe and save already on your listings. Um, and it, it's just something that we definitely like to push for our brands to really focus on. Because yeah, like Vinny said, a lot of times the brands aren't as focused on it as they need to be. And it is a really strong funnel um, just for driving those sales every single month. Love it. And if you're on Seller Central, look at the dashboard. They have a beautiful dashboard displaying your growth. They have the number of subscribing save uh, customers that you have at a SKU level. Look at that number, look at that growth. Important metrics, important data points for you to really build your strategy in 2022. Uh, with that said, next steps, let's go, let's execute. Uh, Russell knows that pretty much when we have new initiatives at Vendor or perhaps when we have new uh, brand partners, we hit the run, run running, there's no stop because there's so much to cover, not only from a data perspective, but also how to really get our brand, our brand partners to be eight plus quality on Amazon, right? That's really what we're looking for. That's always been our objective. And we know that it's an algorithm that we're working with. So um, we're very excited to start again, the session, the data sessions, the data dumpings here with 
Russell. And today was just one of many that's, that are going to come down in 2022. But Russell, any uh, additional closeout tips, anything on your end before we close out here? Well, it's basically maybe the same one that we always say, which is understand your catalog, understand your brand, and then understand the market. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Very plain and simple. I love it. And always, guys, protect your brand. Here at Vendo, we're here as a service. Let us know how we can help your brand grow. Um, know that if you become um, a family member of our brand, Vendo brands, we're looking at data very closely. And Russell will be your point of contact there. So again, um, glad to be back. Excited for 2022. Um, cover your baseline. I always say that. I always advise that. Um, and develop a forecast. Let's get those goals. Let's achieve those goals. Because 2022 is just a new year, new objective, new goals. Let's go. Let's go get it. Thanks, guys.